Welcome to Asking is Loving, where we believe that asking important questions is a way of loving God, others, and even ourselves. I'm your host, Amy Young, and in each episode of this podcast, we focus on one unique question and spiritual encouragement to help you live a more abundant, Christ-centered, and gracious life and equip you to be prepared to help your loved ones do the same. Hi, Amy. Hi, Suzanne. I have my question for this week. Hey, you know, the last time we talked, I asked how are you regularly caring for your river of thoughts. And this time I wanted to ask what your plan is to work proactively with your thought life. You talked about paying attention to your thoughts by setting an alarm. And I was wondering if this week you could go further and tell me what it might look like when the alarm goes off. Hi, Amy. I am so glad that we are still talking about this subject. Um, For me, having visual cues really helped draw my mind back on God to focus on the truth. Because I sit in front of a computer all day, I find it best to put up index cards. And I'll just write a few words that deal with what I may be struggling with. Uh, One week, I was struggling with just having to be at a job. So I wrote on a card, let every act be an act of worship. And another card reads two words, doubt and fear. If I become fearful or anxious, this card reminds me that on some scale, I'm doubting God's provision or acceptance of me. And all this may seem like a lot of work, but I think success with this walk is about endurance. Uh, My husband, Bob, as you know, is a cyclist and watches the Tour de France. And he was telling me the story of this one rider who felt off his bike, dislocated his shoulder. He couldn't fix it, so he asked a fan to help him put it back into place, jump back on his bike, and probably rode another 100 miles. And I had to ask myself, do I have this kind of perseverance with my thought life? Now, he did all this to receive a yellow jersey, uh, but we do it to partake of his holiness. And I love Hebrews 12.12 where it says, Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather healed. And, um, you know, this verse just gives me the encouragement to endure and to do whatever I need to do to keep my heart and mind on truth. I love that Suzanne has stops for her day to remember to check her thoughts by setting alarms for herself, and then she's taking it a step further and has a plan for what she will do when she stops. For her, she has taped index cards of scripture up at her desk to remind her um, of truth. And I love the encouragement that she gave us to remind ourselves to endure challenges for the sake of Christ. When we endure by trusting in Him and yielding to Him, we glorify Him 
and we receive the blessing of enjoying him and the abundant life in Christ. Does the thought of living the abundant life in Christ appeal to your heart? When I hear that, my, my heart longs for more of it. And I hope that yours does too. Well, welcome to episode two of the first season of Asking and Loving. And we are asking a question every other week, a question that requires some lingering and pondering. My friend Suzanne Heitzman and I have been asking each other important questions and praying together for 15 years um, every week. And so I'm going to be asking her on the show regularly to consider and answer the week's question as a fun way to kick off the podcast and for my listeners to hear the response of someone just like them, someone who loves the Lord and wants to live a life thoughtfully for him. So the question this week that we are considering is what is my plan for proactively uh, working with my river of thoughts? This is similar to the last question in episode one, but it's a bit different in that I want to get into more of the details of what it looks like practically to be on the offense with our thoughts and working proactively with them in a way that honors the Lord. In the last episode, I talked about how since I grew up in a river town, I respect the beauty and dangers of rivers. And I've also gained some respect for them through personal experiences of being in them. There's really no other way to fully appreciate the beauty and danger of rivers than to actually get in them. Um, Our family has proactively prepared for swimming and boating in rivers, and we've taken swimming lessons, Um, and my husband was brought up to learn proper safety measures for boating and being on the water too, so um, we were prepared, but nothing had really prepared us for the adventure we had last summer on the Chattooga River Um, touted as one of the more dangerous rafting experiences you can have in the southern United States. Um, I had many reservations about going on this trip and didn't sleep a wink the night before our class four or five adventure um, down the Chattooga. It was a ride I personally didn't sign up for, a part of the vacation that my husband thought would be fun. Um like a great family experience always to be remembered. Um, I was very thankful for the mandatory safety video and short class we had before the float, but really it only heightened my concerns um, because the steps that this outdoor adventure company took to increase safety for us uh, were extreme. And... Um, in my, my eyes, they were heroic. <laughs> I knew um, I knew with the Lord's help, we, we had a good chance of making it to our destination. But I also knew that severe danger was looming ahead. And um, for the large drops in the water, um, in the river, we had a guide in our boat who would jump out in front, um, in front of us who were in the raft and guide us with precision around rocks and through the rapids. 
And um, in certain areas there were that were too dangerous, we'd actually pull out of the river and skip uh, the fall. And in other areas, there were guides who rode in separate boats ahead of us who would get out and stand on the rocks and actually throw lifelines to us if we needed help. This adventure company knew the dangers of the river and they were prepared for the worst and they proactively worked with the river to make sure everyone was as safe as possible. And this leads me to a question that is similar to last week's question. The crew of rafting experts was prepared and had a plan. So what is my plan? What is your plan? for your river of thoughts. As we considered last week, the constant river of thoughts is always rushing forward. If we are alive, we have thoughts. And there are two biblical things we can do for our river of thoughts. We can respond to our thoughts appropriately by doing as 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, by destroying arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and to take every thought captive to obey Christ. And by doing also um, what Philippians 4, uh, 6 through 7 calls us to, to not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which trans, uh, surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But we can also do things ahead of time by putting appropriate thoughts in. In Joshua 1.8, God's people are called to this, Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So we are to respond to our thoughts and put the appropriate thoughts in. These thoughts we're to put in are like like the safety measures we took on the Chattooga River, just as the video and instructions and extra guides were very real and necessary measures to keep us alive, the thoughts we put in are necessary to give life, remembering to keep our heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life, as Proverbs 4.23 says. Well, I did end up being propelled out of our raft on what is referred to as seven-foot falls on the Chattooga River. It was one of the more, well, it felt like one of, one of the more serious situations I've ever been in. My life was preserved, though, because of the things we did ahead of time to prepare. I had a life jacket and a helmet on, and there were people there to help me, and I knew to keep my feet up so that they would not get entangled on rocks or debris in the current. And I was thankful for a fellow vacationer who remained in the boat, who lifted me up 
out of the water to safety. This experience reminds me, first of all, of God's grace for us in the dangers of the rushing river of thoughts. If we find ourselves falling out of the safety of good, pure, lovely thinking, he extends his arm out to us. It's never too short to save. Which reminds me of Isaiah 59.1, which says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. If at any time we become aware that we are headed toward dangerous thoughts, we can turn and cry out to him and he will graciously extend his arm to pull us back into the safety of his raft of grace. It's, it is only there in the safety of the cross that we can find help in our time of need. Look to him, friends, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. He can sympathize with our weaknesses and we can boldly approach his throne of grace for help in our time of need. This experience also has served as a reminder to me of the seriousness of caring ahead of time for my thoughts. You know, we have so very little control of what is in a real river and some life experiences we find ourselves in. One of the things we can control is what goes into our minds that can impact our response to circumstances. Outside forces can impact rivers and obstructions can cause the current to divert and cut channels in new directions. And, you know, they say that the Mississippi River once changed course because of the New Madrid earthquake in 1811. Over the years, as the creeks around our property have eroded terrain away, people have put objects um, in like boulders and concrete to protect the land and redirect the powerful water. It's been said that beavers are ecosystem engineers and when they build dams, they create brand new ponds and divert the way rivers flow. And so if a little animal such as the beaver can divert powerful rivers and create safe places for themselves. Do you think we can too? As you can see, this all takes planning and the enabling work of the Lord who guides and strengthens, enables, and counsels us. So I think You know, we've established that caring for our thoughts is serious and important, but what is your plan for that? For influencing the direction of your own river of thoughts? Not just how to change course once thoughts come, but to influence the course of the river. Well, while we trust that the Holy Spirit works in us to transform us, it is not a passive faith. We have an active faith that cooperates with the Spirit. Uh, Philippians 
2, 12 through 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So today, um, while we're talking about uh, making a plan for caring for our thoughts, I just wanted to share something that God has used in my life to transform me. And maybe he would use something like this um, or some aspect of it in yours too. It's always been a challenge for me to take what God was working in my heart through scripture and sermons and books and to make sure I remembered to faithfully and consistently meditate on the truths of it. I began keeping a list, though, of Christ-centered truths of how I want to live my life. And I started reading it every morning. And when it became lengthy and a challenge for me to take the time to read it consistently, I uh, recorded my own voice speaking the truths to myself. And I have found that there's always 10 minutes in my day of doing some kind of mindless chore or uh, driving a car, uh, something like that. When I can play the recording, it's just truths about who I am in Christ and who he is and truths about the ways he is working in my life and the ways I long to live and the things that I feel he's calling me to. And I believe that this has been one of the most important actions I've ever taken in my life to help me be a good steward of what God's been showing me in his word. And again, through sermons and biblical teachings and books and other resources, and to consistently direct and protect my heart and my mind. It has not only been life-preserving, but life-enhancing. And the Lord has used it in a, as a way to bring about more abundant life in Him. Uh, a handy tool that I use is just the recorder on my phone. So anytime I sense that I need to add something new, I just record myself speaking it, and then I add it to the recordings that I listen to regularly. So that Chattooga River experience really was, as my husband had hoped, an experience of a lifetime that I will never forget. And this caring for our river of thoughts is too. What we put into our hearts, souls, and minds is perhaps the only thing we take with us into eternity. It's the experience of a lifetime, even an eternal lifetime. My list of 10 biblical truths that I listen to regularly is available as a free download to all my subscribers. So just listen to how to get to that at the very end of this podcast in just a minute. So friends, I hope that this gives you another question 
uh, to use as a tool for yourself and for someone you care about. Asking questions is a great way to coach yourself and your loved ones. So how could you use this question this week to help you, your spouse, a child, or a friend? If you enjoyed this podcast, would you say so by leaving a comment and also following it? Thank you so much for joining me for this week's question. Remember, asking really is a way of loving God, others, and yourself. If you would like assistance and accountability in forming a plan for your thoughts or a specific area of life, I would love to work with you on that. I offer a free initial consultation and affordable Christian coaching to women. And you can check out my website to learn more at cornerstonechristcenteredcoaching.com. If you like this podcast, then I want to invite you to sign up for my monthly email that always includes a special encouragement toward grace and a unique offer just for my subscribers. I often include a free special resource or tool, as well as regular drawings for my subscribers to receive lovely books by my favorite authors. When you sign up for this, you instantly get three freebies, a downloadable booklet called Asking is Loving, powerful questions to ask yourself and your loved ones. It's divided into chapters, each focused on great questions for various people in your life, yourself, your spouse, your children, and your friends. No matter where you are in life, there are questions you can use. You'll also receive a free scripture printable of Proverbs 4.23 and a free printable of the 10 daily biblical truths that I personally use. You can sign up for encouragements to turn toward grace by going to my blog, wastelandtograceland.com. I hope to see you there.